sit and join the shade. Hey, brother, pour the wine. Drink the drink that I have made. Hey, brother, pour the wine. Tell you why. Good evening. Happy Sunday. Welcome to Drink in the Style, brought to you by Habitation Furnishing and Design. I'm your host, Gregory Rich, and I'm going to help you kill your Sunday early evening with some booze and holiday music conversation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's true. We just made it past Thanksgiving. We are into the holiday season, which means... Ho, ho, ho. Endless <laughs> amounts of holiday music and ho is... Super uh, bells. One kind or the other. <laughs> My guest this evening, I'm so excited, once again, local radio personality and podcast host, Brian Oak from the Brian Oak Show podcast. Brian, dude, welcome back to Drink in the Style. Thank you very much. I enjoyed myself a great deal the last time I was here, and I'm very, very happy to be back. And I know you invited me specifically to talk holiday music. Now, I know a lot of people, that makes them roll their eyes. But know this, if you said, let's do this in early November, I would have turned you down. I believe that the only reason this time of year is special is because it's a brief time of year. We don't start... I remember I walked into the Mall of America, November 1st, and that crappy Mariah Carey song you were just singing <laughs> was literally the first thing I heard. At least it wasn't the Christmas shoes, but it was terrible. And so you know, now, now, that we're, now that we're past Thanksgiving... I'm cool. We, I, I, love, I love holiday music. I have a huge collection. You just filled up the entire show with a bunch of things for me to rant angrily about. So well played. Well done. You are absolutely right. And you're right. I, I've had this debate with my younger daughter, Avery, who she and my wife have started listening to Christmas music. It started a couple weeks ago on mm-hmm. one of the local radio stations. Um, and, and Avery, my daughter, and I battle because she wants to listen to it. And I say, no, it is not allowed, not until after Thanksgiving. But you know what's interesting? I was watching the Peanuts Christmas special mm. the other day. You know where I'm going on this? By yourself? Uh, of course, quietly <laughs> weeping in the corner, as I usually do on Wednesday nights. Um, <laughs> so we're watching the, Christmas, the Thanksgiving special. And in the, the Peanuts Thanksgiving special, which aired, I think, in like 1962 or 1967, one of the comments was, Christmas seems to arrive earlier and earlier every year, doesn't it? I just saw a Christmas tree. So even back then... Christmas was being pushed in front of Thanksgiving, and that may be some kind of twisted tradition, but I oppose it overall. I couldn't agree more. The, keep it special. Like, I love I love Halloween music, and so I play a ton of that. And then November. November's sort of a middle ground. There's not really a rich tradition other than over the river and through the woods, I think, is a Thanksgiving song. Yep. Um, and but you know then but then Christmas comes. I just I want there to be some snow on the ground. It's not special if you listen to it for three months and. I feel sorry for the poor people in retail who already have had five years of holiday music and we're only just getting warm. I mean, we're not even, well, you know, Black Friday, I guess, came and went already. But no, we're just we're just getting warm and they are already at saturation level. I would, I don't know, man, I don't know how they do it. It's insane. No, it is. It is. I believe there should be some kind of Geneva Convention protection Seriously. against the endless. Carl up at the showroom hates the Christmas music because he spent time working, doing, he did time in retail. Re- retail is no joke when you work a, a Black Friday. It's oh. awful. Oh, nightmare. Pure nightmare. I did, I did some hard time in a, in a, in a mall running a store. <laughs> no, thank you. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, thank you. Oh, my God. It's true. Those melodious tones 
Mr. Dan Newkirk from Mercy Restaurant is with us cooking up a cocktail for the holiday season, right? Are you excited? Welcome, Dan. Hey, thanks for having me again. Again. Every week. Again. 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 So what seemed most appropriate uh, to drink today uh, is a Sazerac. Um, the best named cocktail of all time, first of all. Just saying Sazerac. Well, it, com- awesome. it comes from New Orleans, uh, but definitely has a little bit of French theme. I didn't bring any cognac. We're going straight rye whiskey as it was originally intended. intended. Um, a little bit of bitters, a little bit of sugar. Basically, it's like the New Orleans version of the Old Fashioned. Okay. Uh, I will spray the glass with some absinthe so we get that strong warm wood on the nose. I've been chilling the glasses down as we've been talking about all the ho-ho-ho debauchery. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we're getting ready to drink. Oh, fantastic. All right. Uh, Brad, hit us with some mix- mixing music. Excellent. So it's going to be two ounces of spirit, quarter ounces of sugar, Demerara, uh, my one-to-one, uh, bricks at 50. A uh, little boulevard, little boulevard bitter cube bitters because it has some stone fruit, kind of dries it out a little bit, and then you can't have a proper sazerac without the payshods. Uh, they've changed the recipe since, and it's a red dye. Uh, they used to get the coloring from bugs, but you know we're being a little more healthy. I heard about beetles specifically, right? Yeah. The so payshot, this is the. Uh... What's that? The little pink beetles. Yeah. <laughs> the poor little, it was, it was a nightmare. The poor little guys. <laughs> Every day was a dramatic. And, and so what is Payshot? I don't know what that is. It's, it's a bitters. A bitters, all right. All right. So a particular, it's not, it's a brand, but it's a particular bitters. Because like, bitters are, are almost like proprietary, right? They would Pretty taste much. differently. So, salt and pepper of cocktails. Yeah. But everybody's salt tastes a little different. Now, we're revolving in our Yari here. Here's an interesting thing, ladies and gentlemen. We have uh, sent to the publisher the 2019 Drink in the Style Cocktail Compendium, hardbound, the 12 favorite cocktails of uh, 2019. Dan and I sat down. We created this thing together. It gives detailed instructions on how to create each cocktail, including the nature of revolutions. And that is to say how many times you stir a drink in a Yari, which is a container. And the minimum is how many? Well, our, our minimum uh, based on the book uh, for the average cocktail drink was about 25. Exactly. So basically, stir for 25 revolutions. You've got the cocktail put in. You're pouring this all out. It's not going over ice. This is neat. Yes, sir. But the glasses themselves are chilled. Ah, the glass. Are they chilled or were they just in the car and they're cold? Uh, no, no. I, I chilled them with ice and I also washed the glass with absinthe. Oh, that's right. All right. Well, didn't you say spritz? Where, uh, I mean, I, I spritzed it out of an automizer into the glass numerous uh, times. Excellent. Wait, absinthe. Am I going to see the green fairy? If you're lucky. Okay. The fairy. Let's get weird. Do you yeah. know if they... you start singing Mariah Carey Christmas songs, <laughs> I know it was my fault. <laughs> yeah, you will. The green fairy, as a little-known fact, is the hallucination that was supposedly caused by the uh, hallucinogens in Wormwood mm-hmm. when it was popular in the early 20th century. Ladies, gentlemen, and by ladies, of course, I mean Dan. I don't know. <laughs> you know, it's a tasty drink. Brian, what do you think? I like it a lot. I mean, it, it, it's a very old-fashioned adjacent, but there's a little more going on in there than your average old-fashioned. Old-fashions taste... Um, it would kind of like be the difference between um, old fashions for me are a little thicker and a little sweeter. Although this definitely has a sweet edge to it, it's um, it's more complex, a little spicier. I like it. The nose, the absinthe, a fine mouthfeel, the warm wood. Oh, mouthfeel. Gotta have good, the mouthfeel. Good feel terminology, right? Thank you very much. I appreciate that. No, this is uh, this is uh, yeah. We're <laughs> segment four is gonna be fun. Hold on, hold on. Let's just get down to the brass decks. How many how many of these would you drink? All right, let me have another sip. Hold on. <laughs> 
it's weird because I feel like I would regret having many of them the next morning. But when it's bitter cold outside and the snow is blowing and howling and you are all snuggled in and have nowhere else to be, oh, I could see knocking down four or five of those. Over the course of a very long evening, of course. <laughs> Two Maybe half an hour's. You will. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, honest truth. Honest truth. Three. Three? I'll take Maybe that. two. I'll take They're that. a little sweet. They're yeah. sweet. I'm going to have you add some more bourbon to this to man this 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 drink up. That's wow. cool. Well, good luck finding some bourbon. I brought rye. <gasps> oh, oh, crap. You're right. It's the green label. Oh, how embarrassing. All right. Thank you for joining us in the final episode of Drinking the Style. I'm so ashamed. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Brian Oak is going to introduce us to a couple of different uh, of his favorite holiday tracks. And then we're going to talk about the Brian Oak Show, too. Stick with us and make yourself a Sazerac. Buenas, mis amigos. Happy holidays. I am so glad you could make it. My, you look ravishing tonight. Bye. I love the boots. And you, you look so dashing. The cut of that suit is impeccable. Now please, come in and make yourselves at home. You will find the bar over there. There's a lovely view of Venus tonight, and I am sure your ears will take you to where the band is playing in the back room. And oh yes, the mistletoe is right over, ah, it seems to be occupied right now. Well, just relax and have a fabulous time. Feliz Navidad, baby. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been welcomed to this Space Age Bachelor Pad by Esquivel, here on Drink in the Style on AM 950 and available by podcast everywhere. I'm Gregory Rich, your host, and we are experiencing a Sazerac with Brian Oak and enjoying holiday music. Gentlemen, happy holidays to everyone. And to you as well, and that means different things to a lot of people. I know a lot of people get into this season because... Uh, spiritual reasons. They believe it's the anniversary of a rather important occasion in their religion or something like that. But in truth, these midwinter celebrations go back thousands of years, thousands of years before the birth of... Pagan Germanic history. It's the birth of the sun. Exactly. Like, you know, the tree, if you think about it, the tree that somehow gives presents during the dark midwinter nights that have, you know, where no fruit is born, that's a pagan miracle. That's Mm -hmm. These things are co-opted. Easter's the same way. But that being said, you know, part of it's nostalgia. Part of it is that thing when you live in a place like Minnesota, you're trapped inside. It's cold. You hunker down. It's nice to have the warm lights. And even though they can often drive you mad, it's nice to see family. Midwinter celebrations are popular and pervasive for a reason because it's dark and it's cold and it's crappy. And that's why, I'm sorry, what's the right pronunciation for this dance? Sazerac? Sazerac. Sazerac. Okay. Like this. This is what you should be drinking. This, or I also like to have just a pan of uh, apple cider out. Oh, man, I, I go hard on uh, hard yeah. spices. Yeah. I, I, so the, the key to making a good spice bag, you can take any apple cider, and you take your, your, your cinnamon, uh, your clove, uh, your anise, anything. Yeah. Uh, but you have to toast your hard spices. And, oh. then, and then make a tea bag out of it, and then you steep it as you cook it. 
and the flavors. So not only does it aromatically just make everything happy, uh, it, it hits the mouthfeel in, in a really appropriate way. Dan yeah. Newkirk getting toasted and teabagging his spices. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? I like it because clove is one of my favorite <laughs> smells and tastes on the planet. 100%. Mm-hmm. 100%. I, I love clove so much. Like, anise, I'm not crazy about. But yeah. clove reminds me of this time of year more than any other scent or spice or smell, even more than like a cinnamon stick. I love clove. You I ever agree. mix it with some orange? You, they, for a while, there was this really popular thing where you would take a clove, you would stick it into an orange, you would literally encase the orange in sharp little cloves. Uh-huh. Smelled amazing. Sounds like a Friday night. My, <laughs> Very my sad parents Friday night with a Sazerac. <laughs> had a basket of those uh, every Christmas, but they were apples because I think the apples held up better and held up a little longer. Uh-huh. And so you didn't get to smell the orange, but they no, there would always be a basket of cloved apples on our table when I was a kid. I loved it. It's great. Scents evoke so much of everything. Mm -hmm. And here's the bottom line. As you said, yes, it's true. Everyone knows or everyone should know that that Christmas is a pagan holiday. It is. December 25th. It was not the birth date of Jesus. It's fine. But none of that necessarily matters. It really doesn't. It is an awesome time of year. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, the lights are out. The world is beautiful. The snow is falling. People are generally in a good mood. I could not be happier with Christmas. I don't care about its roots, its origins overall. So, right? however, I have to jump in real quick. Please. Mm-hmm. So, so my, my terrible take on Christmas is typically it's a time of year where people feel like they, they have to be nice to people. It's almost a fake nice. And I don't appreciate that because why the frick can't we be happy and nice people all year round? Well, that I like. Humans. I think the thing that I try to set the bar as low as possible <laughs> For my interactions with human beings, I really do. Like, I try to be nice. I try to extend courtesy whenever possible. But the bottom line, just don't be a jerk, yeah. right? Don't yeah. be a piece of crap. If I, I think I can say that. If you engage show. with another human being and right. he doesn't bite you, you know. And again, that sounds like a low bar, but fine. Or just, you know, if you don't like something you see on social media, just move along. There is so much more to look at. So I don't want the fake nice either. Right. I, I like some kind of, happy holidays. So good to see you. Let's, let's oh, just... the introduction to small talk. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Move it along. Move okay. it along. No, but yeah, as long as people, I don't need them to be ultra nice to me. Nobody has to be angelic, but just don't be a jerk. Yeah. I, there it is. Suspension of, get ready to beep. Assholery mm. for a certain amount of time. <laughs> That's all we can ask for in the world. I don't think is actually in the, in the, the index of is it, on the, is it on the list? It's it's, I'm defining yeah, yeah. That word doesn't exist. Yep. Of course it's not on the list. I am defining a, a physical thing overall. Yeah. No, it is true. But bottom line is Christmas is awesome. We love Christmas. Love Christmas. Christmas is great. I, Christmas. I, I welcome it with open arms. So do I. Therefore, we're going to hit some music. So we have Brian Oak. I mean, you have Brian Oak. You can't just chatter endlessly even though I... Oh, we can't. Well, we can't. <laughs> We're drinking. We could talk endlessly for hours. <laughs> drinking the style New Year's marathon. Uh-huh. <laughs> I might make it through the first four hours, maybe. In case, in case you didn't realize. Uh, <gasps> oh, my God. Wait. And they no, no, chatter New on Year's New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve is on a Tuesday. Ooh. Oh, is it really? Uh, oh, yeah. Man. That's grim. That's grim. Just saying. New Year's Eve is on a Tuesday. Just you got some pressure there, Greg. That leaves a lot of guests. suffering. Yes. All right. Yes. That's 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 problematic. <laughs> Let's hit some music so we can talk about. We can start to load people's cues up. Brett, why don't you hit us with? Brian gave us a couple of songs of of interest. Let's start with. Uh, you know what? We're gonna sway. We're gonna veer. We're gonna go with uh, Fleming and John, Winter Wonderland, Mystic Mountain Hop. How how long do we have to listen? Uh, well, just we get so a it sense starts out kind of quiet and loungy, and you could even start it right now, and then it builds into a very familiar riff, but they make the lyrics very very festive. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is Fleming and John, Winter Wonderland slash Misty Mountain Hop. <laughs> 
sued by God knows what label. That, that is not Mariah Carey. No. Now, and again, <laughs> I want to be real clear. I got nothing against the classics, whether we're talking about something old school, something you grew up with, some of the new ones that are more popular. But I find that if that's all you hear, I start to get a little itchy, you know, and I mean, it starts to, like, I'm not having fun anymore. This is not festive. So I like to find little things to plop in here and there. And some of them might be very old. Some of them might be incredibly obscure. Or brand new, but that one right there, Fleming and John in the 90s were this male-female duo, and they never had great success, but they had some minor alterna success. But right there, they decided one year for a Christmas promo single to do a mashup, and it starts out very quiet and loungy, with like glasses tinkling in the background, and um, and then they take Winter Wonderland and turn it into the Led Zeppelin classic Misty Mountain Hop, but they continue using the words of Winter Wonderland, so it adds a little juice to your holiday playlist, a little rock and roll, a little. It le- had a little like Mountain Dew undertones. Yeah, well, Misty Mountain Hop, man. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. God, that is all right. Well, a great start to our musical selections because that is fun, and you need to mix it up. The classics have a place; they're encouraged. That's part of the tradition. That you translates need to bring alcohol as well. In. Amen, The classics have a place. Amen. All right. As we drink in the style, one of the classics. We need to take a break. Ladies and gentlemen, come back in a moment. we got more music. How do you like to spend Christmas? Last night, I went out with Santa Claus. We hit the town and broke a couple laws. Dash a dancer, Rance a fixer, Christmas time just needed some fixer. Last night I went out with Santa Claus, and now me and Santa hit the town last night. We decked the halls and swang all through the night. He said, Hey, bartender, give me a drink. I said, No more, man, cause I can't think. Last night I went out with Santa Claus. So this is how you made a living. You got to sit back and enjoy the music, the entire track. Oh, yeah. No, it was great. Um, you know, for 25 years what I did. And uh, to be honest, I'd like to get back to it again at some point. But, yeah, no, you play the whole song, and then you play another one after that and another one after that. That particular song right there. So you played Esquivel. Esquivel obviously goes back to the original days of Space Age Bachelor Pad music. But you remember in the 90s, there was a revival of that Bachelor Pad music. There was also a revival of the sort of swing stuff like Big Bad Voodoo Daddy and the Cherry Poppin' Daddies, that kind of stuff that crossed over on alternative radio. And then also another band that sort of like split the difference but also brought in some like down-home Southern Americana to it. Squirrel Nut Zippers also had their Mm -hmm. moment back in the 90s as well. They all have great Christmas records. All three of those bands have Christmas records that are utterly worth listening to. That one right there, I couldn't listen to swing. I don't have enough tattoos. I'm not into rockabilly or swing enough, and I certainly can't swing dance with this bad knee. I was going to ask. 
No, yeah, I know. I looked <laughs> at Centrifugal Force is is a tremendous deterrent. Oh, and then, I have, then now I have to pick you up and you're wearing like 25 pounds of skirt? <laughs> no, I don't think that's going to happen. No way. But, um, you know, again, the whole bit with my, my approach to Christmas music is I want to hear a Carpenter's song in there. I want to hear the Mormon Tabernacle Choir take on, you know, Star of Wonder or Little Town of Bethlehem. But then I also. Who in the heck is the Tabernacle Choir? The Mormon the Tabernacle Choir? I'm sorry, I don't know. So wow, you've heard of the Mormons, didn't... I assume. Of course, of course. With a special underwear. Of course, of course. Magic underwear. Is. <laughs> it's yeah. like it's like Doctor Strange's cloak. Oh. I believe it makes you fly, yeah. except that it keeps so, you from having so, sex. So you can pee in it. It's it like, won't make you itchy. It's like the it's like the <laughs> the worst thing you could buy out of the Fredericks of Hollywood catalog. Another oh, reference from the whole time. Now I get it. Now it's I the get opposite it. of a peekaboo bra. Because you can't get into it even if you're a master safe cracker. In any event, the Mormon Tabernacle Choir are one of Brian the most Oak celebrated. Has dated three Mormons in his <laughs> life, by the way. Look, man, I tried really hard. <laughs> Ended up in tears. Um the Mormon Tabernacle Choir is one of the most famous choral ensembles in 20th century American history. Part on me. Yeah. Well, I... <laughs> dang. It's now, I'm harsh. not saying that you have to have an understanding. I'm just I saying... stand that, corrected. But, but there are certain artists or ensembles, ensemble, that uh, <laughs> that transcend their genre, if you will, their, their milieu. Their oeuvre is such that they become well-known even among squares. Or if you're like me and you go to the record store and you're flipping through, oh, let's look at the holiday music. And they're all beat up and tattered. You're like, oh, 101 strings do Christmas. Take. It's only a dollar. So, yeah, that's that, so. I, I can't remember. How do we get on the Mormon Tabernacle Choir? I don't know. I believe you were thinking about underwear. <laughs> I don't really want to smirch your good name. You're the one who brought well, we up were the magic underwear. To, <laughs> the magic underwear should not be dismissed. I mean, honestly, the Mormons have done very well in the past 150 years. They've grown tremendously, apparently, thanks to the underwear. And choosing to live in Utah. Nobody else wants to be there. Unless you we snowboard. Were, it's a good place to be. Yeah, well, but that, I mean, that only came around, what, in the last 30-plus years? That's all that matters to me. I'm 37. Okay, well. I feel like crap. I'm supposed to have introduced Drink in the Style, but I don't know if I Why want my tag on this. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> this no, particular this, point. This, this is the magic what we were listening show. to, what we were listening to, because this is our holiday special. Yes. Was uh was Big Bad Voodoo Dad, Daddy's, yep. uh, Daddy's Christmas album. Daddy. Daddy's. It's I'm three, four Sazeracs in. Do, do you know what Zadi means? No, I don't. Uh, a person that dresses well with great style that provides opportunity. Um, so there's Daddy and there's Zadi. It's pretty much created by NFL, NFL players. Yeah. Interesting. Aww. So a Zadi is a sugar daddy. That... But with great style. Well, excellent. I knew it would apply to you because you would be a Zadi if you wanted to accept said thing. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> really? And now I remember why That's we brought up the Mormon Tabernacle Choir was because <laughs> I said, you know, like, I don't want to listen to swing music all day. But if you put it in with all the other Christmas stuff, I mean, if you're going to have a holiday party, if you're going to listen to stuff, if you want a retail establishment like Small Business Saturday that just happened yesterday. You want to snap your fingers. Well, I mean, p punch it up a little bit. Like, okay, if you're going to make someone listen to Christmas shoes, then you better give them a little big bad voodoo dad. And again, like the Squirrel and Zippers record I mentioned, they also have a great, great holiday album. They absolutely do. So, so far, all right, here's what we've got on Drinking the Style. We are we are endorsing Big Bad Voodoo Daddy's yep. Christmas collection, which is great. They also do a great version of Heat Miser and Freeze Miser. Yes, they do. Even though, and this drives me 
up the wall. It is totally, everybody knows this Christmas special, The Year Without a Santa Claus. They are neither heat miser nor freeze miser. They are trying to give away the heat and the cold. They are literally the opposite of heat miser and freeze miser. Oh. It, yes. It's wow. Blow, I, mind blown. I did, it is now. I didn't realize that we were, we were trying. Uh, wow. Yeah, I've I've left Brian speechless. There's no question about it. It's, he's not freeze miser. He is freeze giver. He wants to freeze everything. That's all there is to it. It's the absolute antithesis. It's irony in capsule. But, but, but it's like, it's like the same as like Arnold Schwarzenegger's Mister Freeze in the Batman movie. No, he is Mr. Freeze. He wants cool to freeze everything. Out. <laughs> if Mr. Freeze had been named movie. Freeze Miser, that's it the is, exact same thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, so we're going to continue this discussion another time because I don't want to eat up all your show talking about the 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 ruining the, of your childhood. No, 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 no. Well, yeah. Welcome to the club. You're hardly the first You're one never to show up at that party. Seventy three in line. Har, 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 yeah. uh, no, we'll figure that out soon. But right. I think we can all agree that holiday music. We we all love this time of year. Whether you're coming at it from the mm, that is a delicious cocktail for this time of the season, Esquivel. Big Bad Voodoo Daddy. And again, I'm not mad at the classics. I just need people to spice it up a little bit. I, I just, I right. like it when there's so much good stuff out there. Look, dude, you've been in the business for a long time. You understand how this works. Beep. Uh, <laughs> Explain to this. Explain this. Yes. Why does everything have to be the same 70 songs rotated over and over again? Why can there be no Christmas deep tracks? Why, and why, why is no why one not nobody, subscribed to that? Why did nobody play uh, Adam Sandler's The Hanukkah Song? But see, they do. Mm. No, but no, unfortunately. Oh, well. Um, you want to prove? I, we can play it. Well, I like it very taste, much. Dan Newkirk. No, no. Because hey. we have taste. No, once in a while it should come up. And also. <laughs> O.J. Simpson, not a Jew. Okay. <laughs> it's, one the, right. it's one of the keywords. Right. Yeah. It is. Um, the I'm deep a, tracks. Tell I'm me about I'm, the deep so tracks. I'm going to tell you why no one plays deep tracks, not just for Christmas. But anywhere you ever go, anywhere in your whole life. So you might be a music fan. You might be like, this is what I'm into. How come nobody loves this band? Or how come nobody loves this band? Why doesn't people care about this? I've spent my entire life since I was a teenager and fell in love with music thinking that way. And here's why most people don't care. And I'm not trying to judge them. I'm not saying that people are crap or they have terrible tastes or any of those things. Well, and a few others. (laughs) Um, But that being said, I mean, like, so when I worked at radio... You know, I didn't necessarily love every song I played, and at certain stations, the playlist was very tight. At other stations, it was a little more loose. But everything is audience-tested. Everything is researched. There is so much money at stake. Well, at one point, there was a tremendous amount of money at stake in radio. Uh, But but there's so much at stake. Why is every primetime television procedural crime drama almost identical? Because they audience-test these things to death. They're not leaving anything to to grant. They want to appeal to the... I hate the phrase lowest common denominator because I believe that people are creative and interesting and intelligent, but also when you've decided it's time, I'm on my commute into work and I don't want to think about anything. I got this meeting coming up. I want something in the background that I've heard before, that I can tap my toe to, that is safe. And I, it, it may, you may not like that, but believe it or not, all that's tested. So you might be outside of the center of the Venn diagram of where all this popular content is coming from. But more people like it than don't, which is what dictates the nature. You walk into the Mall of Do America. You know the I history? live five, five minutes away from the Mall of America. You walk in, you will recognize every single holiday song you hear because they can't afford to not to have a song come up 
like Big Bad Voodoo Daddy that no one's ever heard of before. They need people to know everything that happens all the time, and that has that's why American culture from almost every direction has become so homogenous. I wish I was good at tapping my toe, but if, yeah. I, tap, if I tap my toe, my, my rest of my toes go after it, and I lose the beat. And I can't do it. What about tapping your hand on the steering wheel? Yeah, there we go. But yeah? tap, tapping the toe, I mm. drive too fast. Well, that was. I, I, all right. Here's the here's the deal. <laughs> I get it. It's the difference between the easy route and the beneficial route. Yeah. I'm a fan of the easy route. I've never we understood why you have to <laughs> constantly bang your route? head against a wall to get your way through. Right. I'm water. I'm willing to go through. But like Bruce Lee. I am oh, like be Bruce like Lee. water. I am like nice. Bruce Lee in every way except nice. I'm Italian, tall, and I don't know martial arts. Well, Otherwise, so you're not so much like at all. <laughs> <laughs> but I bet you'd look killer in that but, yellow but and just, black just, jumpsuit. Just, <laughs> but just just like Bruce Lee, you go wah <laughs> when you're lying. You go yeah, yeah. So occasionally, the nature of leadership, the nature of enrichment, yes. is to provide new information. It is to provide. That which is not the easy route. I couldn't agree more. So, so all right, you can give that 105.7 or 107.9 FM radio dial. Turns out there's an FM dial, too. Um, <laughs> are, are going to play the standard radio Christmas songs. Interesting. But why can't look into there, that. why can't there, it's not worth it. It's, it's, it's a fad. It's going away. Trust me. Uh, <laughs> believe me. It's a fad. So why is there no alternative? It's like I saw recently you posted somebody pirated like 87. I don't want to bust 9. anybody because I've started to figure out where they're coming from. 87.9 is at the very, very end of the FM spectrum. And I'm, I'm not claimed. even sure how it came up. I'm, so I'm in a new vehicle. Did you say spectrum? It's like some dude came on the radio dial, slammed a flag into it, and screamed, Spain! But here's just the, here's the deal. They're doing a pirate thing, and it's cool as hell. It is, it is all... That's just it. It's not just all. It ranges from... Esquivel, that even Esquivel fans haven't heard, to the same sort of era of stuff from the Philippines in the early 70s, to surf pop, to dark wave, to, but not not, not one hit. Not, it, it, and I stumbled across it. I sat in front of my house listening for an hour. So if who I is drive, it? I mean, if, is it a legitimate drive, pirate? Does somebody, yes. do you know anything about it? I, somebody has hijacked this on the western suburbs of Minneapolis. Somewhere around there. I'm not going to out this person. I, they have crafted something so delicious that I, I'm not going to give any more details other than sitting in front of my house, I could hear it as crystal clear as any FM station. I drive two miles in any direction, I lose it. So it is. I mean, that's the nature of pirate, pirate radio. It's very small and usually exceptionally amateurish and hideous to listen to. This is... The most exciting pirate effort I've ever heard in my whole life. How does that work, though? Is someone going to squash them? Is there a stop? Is there a... Well, if people like you keep chattering about it on the radio, then, yeah, someone's going to track them down. They're going to figure out where I live. They're going to figure out... And then they'll triangulate the position and the signal, and they'll shut them down. Again, I don't... I love radio for the talking and the music. Arr. I don't I don't know... I don't, I don't know the well, technical end of it. Brett Johnson, well played. Music before we go, and we'll be back in a moment. And then we'd run to the kitchen, you know, kids and their games, play fetch with old Buster. 
backdoor Santa? I make my runs about to break a day. This is an old school blues song. Listen, that provides a lot of things. I make all the little girls happy while the boys are out to play. <laughs> <laughs> so, Burl Ives, spinning. <laughs> <laughs> Silver and gold. It's a deep track. Silver and gold. No, I forget who did it originally. It's like a, it's like a Howlin' Wolf or a Muddy Waters. It's basically a riff on Backdoor Man, but like a holiday take on it. But Backdoor Santa, make my runs about the break of day. I've been a Backdoor Dan. Not thing I want to talk about on the radio. <laughs> Thanks for ringing it up. That was awesome. So, all right, we've had this great episode. This this holiday tracks extravaganza. We've run across a bunch of different uh, uh, musical genres. Fuckeries is what I was going to go with. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, we're going to run with uh, FCC genres. FCC said it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, backdoor Santa. Who is this? Uh, that right there was the Australian band Jet, who, when they came along in the early 2000s, they had the dirty jeans, the threadbare T-shirts, and the haircuts of the coolest-looking band from the early 1970s. And it seemed like a put-on, but they put out a couple of really great records. And after a couple of minor hits, like Are You Gonna Be My Girl, they promptly began to fade. And instead of hanging on forever and touring incessantly... They did one of the few things, like, I'm not, I don't believe in harikari. I don't believe in any sort of Klingon rituals of dishonor. But I, they, they said, you know what? We've run our course. We're done. And there haven't been any, like, deep indulgent side projects since then. They just called it quits. But that was Jet's take on the old blues classic, Backdoor Santa. And if I were a professional, I would have done my research and told you who originally did it. I have no idea. Well, Bing Crosby. Brian, no. I, I have to ask a I, question. I, yeah. Um, so, Hari Kari, everybody. Who's Hari Kari? Oh, Hari Kari is uh, seppuku, uh, the ancient Japanese tradition. Like, So when you've been dishonored or your life is over, they decided they were over as a band. Slice your head off. You go inside, you take the, uh, the katana and you put it on the inside, and then you go in a triangular motion because that wound can't heal, right? It won't coagulate. Yeah. Uh, and you've admitted that your dishonor is greater than your I'm achievement. I'm sorry I ever asked. Happy holidays, everybody. <laughs> I know, right? Jesus. Disembowelment of the holiday season. Is there anything better? All right. Next next holiday music track. Uh, new song? That new, song? We're... new song? New song? No, we don't have a, a new song because Brett, I believe, who's been drinking all afternoon and is he now does look like he has no a problem. I'll tell you what, since this is our last segment, can I plug my podcast super fast? 100%. Yes. Just super fast. Again, that's not why the I come Brian here. The Brian Oak Show. I like both of you very much. I like drinking during the middle of the day. I like drinking on the radio. Because as long as we're not running the equipment, we're fine. That guy over there might be in a little trouble. In any event, <laughs> um, it's called The Brian Oak Show. And I know it's not a very inventive name. I put a thing on Facebook. There were more than 600 recommendations for names. And we just went with the Brian Oak Show because we got to start somewhere simple and small. Uh, we are now six episodes into the show, which is very early days considering how glutted the market is, considering how much I have no idea what the, I'm doing when it comes to a podcast. The early indications are very good. We've got great Patreon numbers. We have significantly better than average download numbers for a podcast that's only six episodes old. So where will it go? I hope to the stratosphere because I got nothing else on the books right now. I'm not joking around. <laughs> not to be confused. Have the you tried falconing? 
What? Have you tried falconing? Is there good money in falconing? There's huge money in falconing. <laughs> I will. I just. Like, it's all profit because all you need is a falcon. Everything after that is. Where do you get a falcon? <laughs> no, you don't just need a falcon. You I have know to have one guy. of the gloves. I know a guy. You have to have a big leather glove. And you have to have a little hood that goes on the falcon's head. Okay, there's a lot of expenses. Early expenditures. What What about insurance? No one talks about insurance when it comes to falconing. In any event, let me finish this real quick. It's called The Brian Oak Show. There is a website, brianoakshow.com. There is a Patreon account if you feel like being an early adopter. We're going to start doing some live events beginning at the end of January. A minimum of one a month, hopefully two a month, at places like The Hook and Ladder, uh, The Warming House, other places. Very intimate events that will only be available to Early adopters and VIPs, but if you want to go to patreon.com slash the Brian Oak Show, all one word, and that's O-A-K-E, um, we're only available for the time being on Spotify, uh, iTunes, and uh, iHeartRadio, because by going through them, we have licensing coverage, I think, to play whole songs. Fingers crossed, because, man, it's The not, it, Brian Oak Legal Fund can it, be found at... Yeah, no, that'll be a new Patreon account. That'll be a new GoFundMe. So, in any event, we're only six episodes in, but the whole point of the podcast is... I don't really care what we're talking about because we are going to talk about science. We're obviously going to talk about music. We're going to talk about art. We're going to talk about community events. Eventually, we'd like to grow the scope of it, of course, but these are very, very early days, and we want to make sure that no matter who we're talking to, no matter what the subject is, that it's interesting. The market is so glutted. Right. So I'm going to hit you on this. All right, hit so me. The Go. Brian Oak Show. Hit me. You can check out, again, I'm going to say it, The Brian Oak Show. It's O-A-K-E. Thank you. As the Lord God intended, it was Satan who dropped the E. I believe in Leviticus. Um, so the Brian, Oak you are in a rare then. space today, and I am so glad I'm here for it. I am so glad I'm here for it. The final airing of drinking style. No, it's not before it's the protests. No, well, excellent. You know what? So There's the no Brian Oak show. So so so, what are you doing on the Brian Oak show? This is this is music and convert. It's it's listed under comedy. On Spotify. Only because on the first few episodes, I have managed to call on friends and guests who are outrageously hilarious. I find, like, I couldn't do stand-up comedy. I'm not that kind of guy to walk into a room and tell a funny joke and be like, pa-pow! But well, give it a couple <laughs> sips of, of the booze, you can come up with some funny content. Well, yeah. but but here's here's where I think humor in, in it, why I'm not mad about it being listed under comedy. I don't know what else we would list it under, you know? So... When you have a conversation like this, how many times this afternoon have the three of us, four, if you count Brett, how many times have we laughed out loud? I don't count Brett. Oh, LOL. Oh, I say that only because I know he's not listening. He's yeah, no. our producer and he's ignored us. Which is fine. Um, <laughs> so why is it listed under comedy? It's not like it's not jokes. It's not stand-up. We're talking about things. We're talking about music. We're talking about events. We're talking about current events. But also, the, you know, the music part of it is a big deal. And I'm willing to play almost anything. Every single guest who's on my show gets to pick a minimum of two songs. Now, you two have already agreed verbally which I'll have my, my people have you sign before we're done here. You've agreed to come on my podcast, so you might each just get one song because it's not that long a show. And what we're trying to do is not clog the show with uh, advertisers or with too much clutter. I want to talk to people. I want to hear interesting stories. We have plenty of content. I love. I, I oh, trust me. I'm aware. No, I know. As long as I get out of the clutches, it wakes me get up out of the Tuesday clutches of screaming. Greg. Greg confides like Dan. You can only say what I want you to say. <laughs> really? Which is Am a lie. I? Which is a lie. I, I, I get free reign. So well, Dan, that being said, yeah, we we could, we could some stuff up. So what, what I'd like to do now here's the difference is 
when you come onto my podcast, instead of saying some stuff up, you can you can literally use Greg style hate speech to say whatever you Against want on my podcast. Because someone must stop them. I alone you can know, stop the Welsh. You know that if you come over onto my show, it's going to be Welsh night, right? Like, there's going to be a flag from Wales on the wall. I'm going to have I'm going to have local retirees from. I can say in a by. sentence. What's that? I can say in a sentence. Oh, you could. Yeah, 100%. you could literally use it in, in every conjugated form. Well, and you could. I had the thought, like, just for one, because I don't want to do a shock jock show. That's not what this is about. It's about talking to good people. It's about hearing good stories. It's about hearing good songs. But also, what if we were to have an entire conversation of. That would be a, that was like Dadaism. You're welcome. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's all the bleeps in a row we just did right there. Wow. Yeah. Now right. streaming on your Amazon Prime. <laughs> so again, it's only available on Spotify, iTunes, and um, what's the new one? iHeartRadio. Yeah. Because we want to be able to play songs. Frankly, the thought of me doing a podcast and, and, and where all I do is talk. I, I heart radio. I heart radio. So, like, I, I can be listening to a song in my car, and I get home, and I go, uh, Alexa, play 88.5 Jazz Radio on iHeartRadio. You have your Alexa it. turned on? Man. You're a fool. Only when I'm trying to listen to music, yeah. Uh, Nobody's a fool. Or when you're trying to have the government watch you. Mr. Street Pharmacist over here is worried about his, uh, his unfriendly conversations. I'm yeah. sorry. Did you say Street Pharmacist? I did. There's going to be blood here on drinking the style. <laughs> what does that mean? Well, I have my legs turned on. I'm doing just fine. Wow. All right. I couldn't be happier with the outcome of this show. Uh, <laughs> Brett, play some Christmas music because I think that's totally appropriate right now. I'm going to call for you. had this cues up, uh, queued up. Uh, play Big Bad Voodoo Daddy. Santa baby. Uh, I actually closed the Google Chrome with that on, so you're out of luck. <laughs> So unless Brian wants to sing it here, Plus we're we kind do. of out of luck. Hey, you want to know? Are we still recording right now? Oh yeah, hundred percent. I right, just discovered. Are, yes. I just discovered a new talent I have. Usually by the time I'm 51 years old, and usually by the time you hit this age, you're not going to learn anything new. You're not going to teach an old dog new tricks. I just learned that I can do something that I had no idea about. I learned it in the shower the other day, and this is a strictly audio bit. Oh boy! I know I learned it in the shower. Everyone got nervous. Oh boy! I can sing any song you want. In the style of 1974, Tom Waits. Mm. That's actually an impressive skill. I want to hear. I didn't. I want to hear, hear Thong Song in 1954, Tom. If Waits. you can give me the words Is right this now, poster pre-cigarette. That thong. Yeah, that's that's not in my wheelhouse. I love how the pretty goes. But up, but up. Here we go. Throw me three words. Last night I went out with Santa Claus. My breath is taken away. We had some drinks and broke a couple laws. Last night I went out with Santa Claus. Last night I went out with Santa Claus. Holy fuck. <laughs> that was you. Wow. Drinking the style, Brian Oak, Dan Newkirk. Wow. Join us after the holidays. <laughs> oh, yeah.